Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. There we go. Um, So we are starting a new series on the book of Proverbs, but really the topic is really wisdom. Uh, Why this is important, um, let me just let you know. I think too often that we function in the realm of our own reality when God wants us to function in the possibility. Many times we function with what limitations we think we have, but we forget that we follow and serve a limitless God. And I really want us to, for these next six, seven weeks, eight weeks, to begin to help us understand that maybe we've been functioning too long with a lid. And that maybe that God wants us to remove the lid and begin to see the possibility of what he wants to do through our life. A limitless God. And that just maybe, just maybe, we have put too much of a a limit on based on our own education, our own life experience, our own upbringing. Like how can God use me if I only have this education or how can I accomplish much grander things in life when I have an upbringing like I have? In a few moments, I'm gonna just show you the introduction to the book of Proverbs I got a lot of great feedback the last time we did this with regards to helping you understand some context of this. And then what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks was we're not going to go chapter by chapter, but I'm going to pick out some some really interesting things that it has to do with wisdom. Solomon, who wrote this book, was known as the wisest man, and he has a lot of great things to tell us, and we're going to explore that together. So here we go. So the book of Proverbs. Hopefully that was helpful, gave you a good context of what we're going to be at least engaging in over the next few weeks. Um, and what I'm going to talk about a little bit today, though, is the, what Solomon first did. He had a choice when he encountered God, and God asked him, what, what would you like? to lead Israel effectively. He could have asked for riches. He could ask for wealth, which by the way, he got those. But he started his life by asking for wisdom. When I was probably eight or nine years old, my dad gave me a little book. It was just the book of Proverbs. And my dad said, if you, son, if you'll study this, it will be amazing what will happen in your life. And early on, I I began to understand that asking for wisdom was going to be a part of my framework, a part of the desire that I had for my life. It's interesting in looking back, my sister-in-law a couple of years ago says, man, Mark, how is it that you seem like you you were born with a silver, silver spoon in your mouth? Seems like whatever you do, you do it with great excellence and you excel rapidly in things. And I never even thought about it until I was working on this a little bit. And I realized that it was really, it was God gave me wisdom for those things in my life that allowed me to navigate life in such a way that would allow God to use my life, but also prosper my life. And so I felt like for this season of our church, I want you, people of Grace Capital Church, to start seeing God work in your life 
in exponential ways. Remember I started talking about limitation versus a limitless God? See, when we have just focused on our own wisdom, in other words, natural wisdom that we can just accumulate from our short lifespan, God wants to say, I want to give you my wisdom, which is his wisdom is from all generations from the beginning of time. Can you imagine that? That's why if you are here and you're 10 years old, or if you are 80 years old, a 10-year-old can actually have the same wisdom as an 80-year-old, even though he has not lived his life as long. Why? Because if he asks for the wisdom of God, God's spirit comes in and gives, manifests that wisdom that gives you greater insight than you'll ever have for your age. So Proverbs, let me give you a definition of wisdom. We saw that a little bit, but if you look on the screen, wisdom is the soundness of action, of decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Bottom line, it is applied knowledge. Now that is purely in a worldly sense, but when we go biblical, when we go to the spirit of God, the applied knowledge is the God of the universe who created the universe can give you insights that you can apply to your life today that are not going to be natural insights that you'll just have from your life experience. They will be supernatural insights. They'll be supernatural knowledge that you then can apply to your life. And now here's the important part of this. It's the application. So many times people want the revelation of God, but then they don't want the, the application of that. They love to say, I want to build up my knowledge, but we know the Bible says knowledge puffs up, puffs up, right? So we want to apply what God gives us to our everyday life. I was in a field one day, and um, I grew up on uh, a hobby farm. My, my parents raised horses and some beef cattle and on a 100-acre farm, and we would, we would hay the fields. I remember one time I was stuck in the middle of the field. Something broke down on the piece of equipment on the tractor, and and there was nobody around. It's like, I have to find a solution. And I remember at that moment, I prayed and I said, God, I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> but I need your wisdom in this situation to know how to fix this piece of equipment that I have no knowledge about. And interestingly, step by step, God gave me the wisdom supernatural wisdom to figure out how to fix this piece of equipment, and I got it working. But I remember very specifically at that moment saying, I have no knowledge of this, but God, I need your knowledge. And the God of all generations would allow me to then think like a mechanic and be able to apply what God was putting in my mind to the situation. Proverbs, if you have your Bibles, and and I would encourage you, if you have a notepad and some paper, uh, please open that for your phones and your notes section. I'm going to give you some verses that I'm not going to go through today, but I really want you to take that and read it this week. Um, but Proverbs chapter 4, if you'll go there with me, um, I want to start with this verse. Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse 5. It says this, Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget. Do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, being wisdom, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. 
prize her highly and she will exalt you. In other words, she will lift you up. Wisdom will lift you up. She will honor you if you embrace her. Thinking about that, honor, lifting you up. Think about it in your work context. You're, you're trying to do a good job at work. Imagine if you applied, asked for God's wisdom, and you started applying it at work. What would happen? Imagine in your family, your, your family situation of raising your kids, saying, God, I need your wisdom to help raise my family. What would take place? It would say that you get exalted if we honor wisdom, if we pursue wisdom. It says it will honor you. It will put you in places of honor. All because we're saying wisdom. Now, I have to understand, you have to understand something. This is not like the shiny little bottle that you you rub and say, I want wisdom. (laughs) And poof, you have wisdom. This is the wisdom of God our Father. Uh, It's really important that you hear that. So when you're asking for wisdom, you're asking it from our Father who gives good gifts. And he wants to give you wisdom. In James chapter 1, turn over there with me. James chapter 1. James is right um, towards the end of your Bible, after Hebrews. Before Peter, we've been hanging out in First and Second Peter. By the way, did you guys grow through First and Second Peter? I hope so. There was some great stuff in there. Um, James chapter one, verse five. Here's a promise. James, the brother of Jesus, says this: If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It's a promise. You want wisdom? Ask, and God will give it to you. Asking for wisdom actually makes you wiser beyond your years. It's true. You want to, if you're in marketing, you want to be the best marketer? Guess what? God invented marketing. He invents everything, right? So, so you then say, oh, God of the universe, can you give me greater insight that I might apply your wisdom to my job in marketing? And he will. Because he says, ask for wisdom and it'll be given to you. Parents, I know raising children in this day and age is very difficult. But you want to know the keys to raise your kids. Yes, be in God's word for sure. There's great instruction there. But also ask for wisdom. God will give you insights into knowing how to raise your kids in a way that they will fear God. Fear is not a bad, afraid of God. We're going to talk about that next week, actually. It is have this honor and respect and reverence for our Father in heaven. I really have this, have this vision for our church where I see each person begin to just thrive in their life. And we do know that as we continue to, you know, we talk about the row, the circle, the seat. The row is coming to church on Sunday. The circles are small groups, which many of us are taking a break this summer. We'll be starting back up in the fall. But the seat is your personal devotional time. And that's the best place to start asking God for wisdom. But the row, the circle, the seat. So as you're beginning to grow in your relationship with God, as we continue to foster the presence of God in our worship, and didn't, wasn't worship amazing this morning? Thank you, worship team, for leading us into God's presence. 
But here's just the double-edged sword of this for a moment. And Solomon fell into the trap. The double-edged sword is, is you will start to succeed in life. Because when you apply God's wisdom to your life, you're going to have exponential opportunity and growth. And you're going to find that your finances are going to start increasing. This is not a magic formula. I'm not saying that. But if God chooses to, because you, you apply, it's just the principle of tithing. Right? We know in Malachi, you give to the Lord, you tithe to the Lord. What does he do? He gives you increase and overflow in your finances. That's applied wisdom. We know it's actually a principle of generosity. So you take the, the, the wisdom of generations, which is God, his very nature is a generous God. And so when we start living the way he does, it just prosperity takes place. As we're generous, it's, it's the law of, I don't even know if this is right, but it just came to my mind. I, I, should I say what came to my mind and take a risk? Law of reciprocity? Is that true? All right. God just gave me wisdom. I didn't know what the law of reciprocity is, but um, I'm hoping I'm not leading you astray. So somebody who's smarter than me, if, I'm, if I lead you astray, you can come tell me next week or email me this. But it's the whole idea of that as, as you give to, as you're generous, God is going to be generous to you. Right? And so, so we begin to apply this wisdom. Now, Solomon, he asks for wisdom and he gets wealth and, and he um, has incredible, incredible influence. He builds cities. I mean, I used to be a home builder, and so like, I'm thinking building a home is a big enough job as it is. But he builds cities. He has this vast army. They were saying in, um, actually in, I think it's Proverbs, actually it's Second, Second Chronicles, actually. Second Chronicles, if you ever write this down, Second Chronicles 8 and 9, it talks about Solomon's accomplishments. You can read that on your own. But in, in chapter 9, verse 13, it says, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold. I'm going to do just, this will be a little fun, a little quick math here. So a talent is 75 pounds. At today's rate of what gold is, I looked it up this morning, uh, the current gold price per ounce is $1,228 per ounce. 16 ounces equals a pound. So one pound of gold is equals to $19,648. One talent is $1,473,000. So if you say in one year, 666 talents of gold, that is $981 billion in one year. Now God gave him the wisdom, but he wasn't so wise because all of a sudden he started accumulating more wives. I can only handle one, let alone 600. Not so wise. Actually, here's the reality of this though. What happened is God was blessing him, but then he kind of actually went off track because back in Kings, it talks about 
This was what his response, actually Deuteronomy 17. If you want to look at this up later, Deuteronomy 17, verse 14. He gave the instructions for kings. Don't amass horses. Don't uh, multiply your wives. Don't accumulate gold. And so he actually started going outside the boundaries of what his... um, what he was supposed to do. See, I believe that God wants to bless you and he wants to multiply. He wants you to live a limitless life, but for what purpose? This is what you need to understand, for what purpose? It's not so that you can live more selfish. I can guarantee you that. Because if you do, then your life will actually, like Solomon, he'll, he will tell you in Ecclesiastes that it's all meaningless. He understands, he quickly understands that this, amassing all of this for his own selfish pleasure left him very empty. But what God wants to do in your life is as he brings increase into your life, as he prospers your life, is so you can be a blessing to others and multiply the kingdom of God. Because it's about the kingdom of God. And he guards our heart. He wants us to guard our heart because out of it comes the wellspring of life. But in this process, he's saying, seek wisdom. And you're going to start seeing things happen in your life. Really positive things. But as these positive things coming in and as the lid is being taken off of your life, you just got to remember, I got to remember these words that Pastor Mark told me. Remember, it's not for you. It's for those around you. It's for the kingdom of God. And that will keep you to this place where God will just keep blessing you abundantly, but then it'll just keep spilling over to build his kingdom. And, And yes, we get to enjoy the pleasures along the way. There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with the blessings. But don't let them own you because then it'll become a trap for you. Can you stand to your feet as the worship team comes? I want us to begin to understand that wisdom is our friend. And wisdom comes from God. I really want to continue to see that you live this abundant and prosperous life. And I believe, I'm seeing here, each one of you have different professions, each one of you have different backgrounds, each one of you have different areas of influence. But one thing I do know is wisdom, knowledge applied will allow your life to begin to prosper. Now, I know many of you are prospering right now, but my heart and my desire is to see more of that for you. And then as we continue to grow in those areas and as we continue to see God's abundance flowing in our life, then we'll realize that God is using that to touch somebody else's life, to build the kingdom of God. Because God is calling us not just to thrive in this community called Grace Capital Church, but it's really meant that we can influence the town of Pembroke, the city of Concord, around the world, because even though we've found Jesus and we've experienced his love, there are so many others who need to experience what we've experienced. So I want to just ask James chapter one, it says, any of you lacks wisdom, ask. Of all these years of ministry, I've never, I've never had a congregation do that before. That we would collectively ask God for wisdom. 
Because as much as, as, as I've asked for it in the past, it's been a while since I've asked for his greater wisdom. And I, I feel like there's a season that he's going to um, move us rapidly through some stages and some seasons. But we're going to need his wisdom, knowledge applied supernaturally to allow us to navigate the, the things he has for us in the future. If you would just open up your hands as a receiving posture and just under your breath, just pray, Jesus, I want more of your wisdom. Our Father in heaven, I want your wisdom. Teach me. I want to be a student of your ways. And now that you've prayed this prayer, what is going to happen is this week, he's going to start placing things in your mind that like, where did that thought come from? How is it that I'm in this meeting, this business meeting, and all of a sudden I have the solution to a complex problem? And I know how to apply this knowledge in a way that's going to allow my company to prosper. You're in the courthouse and you're having to make a decision and you just take a quick moment and say, God, I need your wisdom. And then God gives the right judgment. Gives the right insights. For moms and dads who are raising a family, your house starts getting a little chaotic and all of a sudden, God, I need your wisdom. And he's going to say, you know, if you start parenting in this way, peace is going to return to your house. So we say, God, we receive your wisdom today and over the next weeks as we go into your word and learning from those from years ago that we might apply your wisdom to our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. I have a challenge for us also. I would ask you to be in your Bibles every day over these next few weeks. There's 30 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Would you take 31? 31. I didn't have the gift of wisdom on that one. <laughs> 31. Would you just take a chapter a day for 31 days and start reading through the book of Proverbs? And every day before you start, you ask, say, God, I need more of your wisdom. I need more of your wisdom. Then read a chapter. They're short. You're going to find that God is going to start speaking to your spirit. And you're going to start hearing his voice through these scriptures. We'll worship together. Um, at the end of this, I would encourage you, if you need prayer today, um, we ha will have our elders and prayer team up here that would love to pray with you. Thank you so much for being here. I missed you guys last week, but you were in great hands with our team and with Victoria. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 